Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thanks to the title sponsor of The Big Show, that's Big O. Save $190 off Michelin tires with financing options available only at your locally owned and operated Big O Tires, the team you trust. Let's jump out of The Zone phone. Of course, uh, former BYU assistant coach, worked with the Utes as well. My co-host on the Jazz pre, half, and post-game shows right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. He's our friend Tim Lacombe. What's up, Tim? What's up, Jake? What's up, Gordo? You know, hey, just how you uh, doing, Tim? I'm doing good. I'm I'm a little I'm gonna say I'm fatigued, a tad bit fatigued. Uh I think I'm questionable for <laughs> any kind of activity activity right now after five. I think I'm gonna lay around most <laughs> night and then I'll be activated for tomorrow. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I've been <laughs> you need that rest, right? You need to you know gear up for whatever comes next. Well, I, just, I kind of chuckled to myself last night because Jake and I go through this ritual. You know, we obviously we we got to get there on our own, but we park you know similar spots, and so we walk out at night, and literally us and and maybe some you know uh, random people, but we're pretty much the only people out on the street, and. We get to our cars and we get on the freeway and drive till about the time he has to get off the freeway. And last night it was like, I think I looked, it was 12 something. And I just chuckled and said, we are, we're crazy about this stuff. But it's kind of fun. You're, you're warriors, man. That's what you are. It's fun though. And, and even, you know, Tim, after games like last night, I mean, it, you know, we're, we're blessed in a way we're, we're doing pre-half and post-game coverage for the best team in the league, doing things that we have never seen a jazz team do. I mean, it really is, it really is fun with every post-game because it's, I mean, they're red hot, man. Yeah. And I, and I'm kind of running out of superlatives, I guess. Uh, I just, I, I think that they're so, it's so interesting because like last night, I mean, I really, it just hit me watching it. Like this is this is really poetry. I mean, this is the essence of you talk about a guy getting in the zone, but this team's in the zone, and you know their passing last night just blew me away. How quickly they move the ball, the decision making, the precision, all that stuff is so awesome. And um, you know, I don't know how you can watch this team and not you know even if you catch them on an average night, <laughs> an average night has been crazy. Um, but I, I don't know how you can watch this team. And then, you know, like our guy did out on, on the commentator talked about the adorable comment. I mean, I think it's just so funny. It's it adorable. Really it, it speaks more about, you know, his lack of understanding or knowledge of anything that's going on in the game of basketball. If you can't watch this and regardless of the geography, appreciate what's been going on. So, Tim, are you at a place where you can look at what the Jazz are doing without LeBron, without Kawhi, without uh, some superstar headliner? Uh, that What they're doing 
might, it might actually be an advantage not to have that because they are so selfless. When I was watching the ball move last night, I, it didn't matter who it ended up with as long as he was open. You know, and that's the attitude of the team. And, and I don't know whether that's the way some, you know, marquee players feel about it. You know, it's funny. The, 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 that is a real great point, Gordon. I think that this team, the strength of this team is its, is its unselfishness and authenticity. Um, every year, I mean, I was a part of every team. And there's, there's, you know, you go through and you go study sports psychology. You know, you go through the phases, the storming, norming, performing. I think I left one out. But I, I've lived all that year in and year out. And, you know, to a man, every guy comes in with the best intentions and they want to make it about the team. But, I mean, over the years, it's become more difficult to really make it about the team. And when guys, you know, force that and say it and you watch what they do out on the floor, it's like there's there's no part of team in this whole thing, you know. And that's really what this team has done for me. It's kind of re- uh, reemphasized and reinvigorated the whole idea of team and the, you know the, the tweet that Tim McMahon said out last night saying, you know if the Lakers and the Jazz met in a playoff series, AD and LeBron would be one two and the Jazz would have three through ten. I mean, so really in effect, what you've done is you've got, you know, your th- your your seven guys against or eight guys against their two, and that's what they did to them last night. Now I know AD wasn't out there and Schroeder wasn't out there, but. Still, it's really hard to go out and do what they're doing, regardless of who you're playing against. It's hard to do what they're doing in in a lot of cases, five on zero in Skelly. Tim, who's the most improved player on this Jazz team? Do you think? I think that's what's so interesting, man. Um, but you know what? I have to give it to because I am. I, I've been a huge fan his entire career, and I love the way that he carries himself on the floor, off the floor. And I think, you know, the way it played out for him last year, I mean, any normal person could have really shrunk from that, but Mike Conley really rose to the occasion. And um, but that but but that being said, man, I, I think you can you can make a case for as ridiculous as it sounds, Rudy and Donovan in some cases, and because they're just so good, but I think they've really improved. I'm in that in that camp for sure. Um, but then you can also look at a guy like Joe Ingles, who's in a totally different spot uh, than he was a year ago in his mind, and he's freed up. Um, and, and honestly, you know, a guy like George Niang, you can make a case for him. Um, so I, I think that's a really tough question, but I would defer to – just because of what he's been through, I'd say Mike Conley. You could even add Jordan Clarkson to that list. Oh, for sure, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I – I've tried to go up and down the bench, but yeah, I mean, my, I think my point, you, you really could. And, um, and so I think there's, there's plenty of different ways that I could go. And I'll tell you that uh, it, it's just a, a remarkable to me, Tim. And from a coach's perspective, like yours, that what has been thought of as being an absolute necessary part of the formula to have one of the mega stars on your roster if you want to win a championship. And yet here this team is with a bunch of stars, really, really good players, and utilizing that spread of talent and skills and shooting ability and determination on defense 
and and uh, making that a strength. I, it's like the weakness has become a strength. Wait a minute. Yeah. Isn't there? Isn't there? Isn't, isn't that in the good book somewhere? I don't know. I haven't. I only read bad books. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I've heard that in a good book. Um, no, I, I concur. Uh, and I think if I had to use a word that this franchise, this coaching staff, this ownership, like I really get this vibe that they're really disrupting the NBA. That's what's been, that's what's going on. That's what we're watching. David watch, asks us all the time, what are we watching? What are we watching? And typically my answer is history. And while we are, because Jake basically – says every night uh, these are the records that were broken tonight in NBA history so obviously they're doing a whole lot right but um, uh, above and beyond that I think that that whole idea um, is true that they're disrupting this league and they're doing it with analytics basically juiced up on steroids Um, they're taking you know all those numbers and really really opening up the floodgates I mean if you would have told me a couple years ago that teams would be shooting this many threes in the NBA, I'd say you'd lost your mind. Um, but it's, it's the Jazz have taken what, what teams have done in the past. They've, they've tweaked the game. You can go back to college history. You know, there's an offense named after Princeton because they took all of the rules um, that college teams, you know, you get up and deny a defender. Well, Princeton rules, you know, they, they came in and disrupted the game. Said, hey, if you're going to deny a defender, we're just going to send them back door. Um, you're going to apply all that pressure. We're just going to release the pressure. And that's basically what the whole Princeton offense is based on. Um, but that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a disruption uh, in just kind of a settling of the, the basketball world. And it's pretty awesome to be right in the middle of it. How good of a job do you think Alex Jensen has done developing Rudy Gobert over the years? And um, you think he's going to get a head gig soon? You would have to think so. I, I, you know, a couple of my buddies in the coaching business, the uh, one thing we – you know, you get in that business and compete against guys and with guys, and it's crazy how your bond becomes so solid. But I, I got a couple of texts from guys within the business this week saying, man, this has got to bode well for Al. Um, you know, that Al's his, his stamp, you know, on Rudy and then the success the Jazz are having. I don't know that you can put a price tag on it. I It was funny this morning. My wife was going through old videotape, and – you know, she's kind of condensing everything from all that stuff to stuff that will last. And so she's just going through stuff. And I actually had this random Dave Fox Den on KUTV taped. And it was a playoff um, recap. They were playing the, the Sonics. And the Sonics took a commanding 3-1 lead in Salt Lake. And it was an afternoon game. And so it was Dave Fox and Rick Majerus sitting there in the chair. Um, and Rick was rock, rocking back and forth, and he had sandals on. It's just hilarious. I mean, seriously, if you, you could maybe put it on Saturday Night Live and people think it was a skit because it was so funny, and, and Coach was so nonchalant. But, man, there was wisdom with that guy, and the stuff that he taught Al as a player, and then Al went on to coach with him, you know. So uh, that background and then his ability to develop guys, you see that. Um, you know, really awesome that, you know, I worked with two guys that developed, you know, helped develop Donovan and Rudy and Johnny Bryant and Al Jensen. So it's just kind of cool how, you know, that, that strand that you have in your life uh, in basketball, you can watch guys continue it and couldn't be more proud of what Al's doing. And, um, I, I've got to think Jake that he's going to be 
uh, in the very next batch of guys because I know he's so well thought of. He had such great success at the G League level as coach of the year. Um, it was an awesome recruiter in college, uh, and, it, and now has had the opportunity to work alongside Quinn for these years and really see what you know how creative and I mean Quinn's a basketball mastermind. That's that's my quick study and watching him you know deep and watching him closely every night. And Quinn trusts him. What's that? Quinn trusts Alex. You know, oh, that, that's man. Yeah, that, you, that you got to believe it. Good. Yeah, you got to yeah. believe it. And so, that to me, that uh, I took a, a basketball coaching class in college um, back at the beginning of my college or career. I was at UVU at the time. I was a junior college. And I took a coaching basketball class from Duke Reed. I'll never forget he walked in there and hiked his pants up like Duke and got really intense and serious and he said, if you're not a trustworthy person, that's how he started the class. Like, you're not a trustworthy person. You're not a loyal person. And you, you need to get out of this room because we don't need you in coaching. <laughs> and there are plenty of snakes out there, but you're right. If you can trust a guy and, you know, and have confidence in their ability, man, you can get a lot of good work done. You know, keep, keeping the theme of uh, this team idea going, I, I was thinking about this as I'm watching Donovan last night. He's made, What did he make, a third of his shots? You know, something like that. He's not really feeling it offensively from a shooting standpoint. He's passing the ball around like he's slinging the ball, baseball around the diamond. And he he didn't look like he could care less. Uh, as long as the Jazz were performing as a team, he, he didn't care. Am I reading that right, Tim? Is that what you see? Yeah, because I think what this team has done through the – and this is just my guess because I don't know anything about the inner workings, but this, you know, you can look at things as a process where if the result is good, then what we, we did must have been good. And I really believe that the jazz, again, talking disruptive thought here, they're going to do everything and they're going, and they are right now. I mean, I can't think of in the last, you know, I know last night they took a couple bad twos early in the game as they were getting settled but they are absolutely taking the exact shots they want to take and they're disciplined about it and they're, they're totally unselfish in it. Um, and so I think that that's the, I mean, that's the essence of this team. They're, they are just willing and capable and you know, most important, they're willing, but they're also capable one-on-one guys. And so there's lots of different ways they can sting you, but the key to it all is they're all willing to defer. And if a guy like Donovan is out there and he's taking the right shots and he's just missing them, you know, Majerus used to tell guys, if you if you take that shot and miss it all year long, I'll give you the keys to my car. Now, he wasn't serious, but he's basically saying, I'll give you all the trust in the world because you're playing exactly the way that I want you to, but it's not the result. You know, you get so caught up in life and the result all the time. And there is a... You know, if you if you can really get good at what the Jazz are doing, and that's staying within their system, trusting that system, and knowing that they're they're built good enough and deep enough that if they just follow the script, you know, they are going to get the right shots, and the percentages are going to be in their favor. Tim, you are the best. Thank you very much for jumping on with us, and I will talk to you tomorrow, buddy. Earlier game, how about that? We got a six o'clock tip. That should be nice. So that means you and I'll be cruising home around ten something instead of midnight. True, which is nice. That'll it's always be much nice. better. That'll be much better okay. Saturday morning. I have one Gordon, follow you need to come, up question. Uh, 
Yeah, go, go ahead. Okay. Um, you being the musician you are, and I can't remember whether we've had this conversation before, but I'm curious to know, since we have an expert such as yourself, who you think, uh, name me two or three of the greatest bands in rock history. Man, you're probably putting the screws to me. I know what you, I know because I think we have had this one time and, and since like you really liked that I said the Beatles. Mm. So uh, I'm gonna go. Yeah. The Beatles are gonna, the most overrated band in history. That's a joke. Oh, was that one of your? Um, the Beatles were worse than the Monkees. <laughs> yeah. The Beatles are worse than Limp Biscuit. You know what's awesome about that is I know that's Gordon's voice, but it's what Austin would say. <laughs> the Beatles are worse than Millie Vanilli. <laughs> so oh, painful. It's, it's, it's so very painful. I just well, wondered if if you could if you could once more reiterate uh, an education process to my co-host and uh, our producer. <sighs> Well, it's like asking Gordon who your favorite kid is. I'm I'm laying right now on the the futon of because I wasn't lying. I'm not going to lift a finger tonight. I'm laying on the futon of my music room, looking at band after band. So I would say Led Zeppelin, um, the Beatles, and Van Halen for tonight. That's that's where I'm at tonight. Well, I'd just like to congratulate you both for having the courage to say the Beatles were a good rock band. That is a controversial <laughs> opinion. Watch your Twitter mentions, because you might be in trouble. Well, apparently it is controversial in your eyes. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a sharp opinion. Why do opinion. I always have to get in the middle of this fight? Watch Austin, yourself. Take me out with something Careful. Funny. Careful. Be, you know, turn off those mentions, Tim. It, it could get ugly. Yeah. All right. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is pretty good too. He is too. Thanks, Tim. That's our friend Tim Lacombe with us here on the Big Show on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty The Zone. We're gonna have to call Tim the closer, man. He comes in and just slams the door. I like it. Tim's visit today brought to you by our friends at Cypress Credit Union with the lowest fees and quickest keys. Cypress has the home loan product that is perfect for you. Visit any Cypress branch or cypresscu.com for details today. We'll have more next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.